Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to find out who they are, what they do, and why they do it. My guest today is Eric Rubin. Welcome, Eric. How are you this morning on the other coast from me? I'm doing great. Happy to be talking to you. Mm. I was thinking there probably aren't many people who've heard me say, welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast more times than you. Um, I happen to know that from our conversations uh, that you're a longtime listener. So first of all, uh, thank you very much for listening. I don't know why you've listened to those episodes, but thank you so much. Uh, You've actually dropped a lot of useful feedback over the years. um, So I really appreciate um, getting a chance to talk to people. I mean, as much as I love talking about movement, I really like to hear when people say, do this more, do that better. Uh, so thanks for all of that, um, and thanks for taking the time today. Uh, I yeah, what happy, I, you know, I actually just realized that you say that live every time. I assumed that was like a little pre-recorded <laughs> snippet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a pre-recorded snippet. It's just um, I try not to slip into that voice, but uh, yeah, I can do that on demand. Uh, way to derail me. Awesome. Uh, what I want to say is you've been thrown a lot of curveballs recently, and that's not necessarily why you're why you're on the show today although a couple of times i've said hey we'll be on the show and you're like yeah but and then curveball so yeah. uh, first of all i um mad props to sticking uh, i don't want to say sticking with it but there are a lot of challenges that you've been facing and we could go deep on um like thoracic outlet syndrome is a thing that more people need to learn about just because it's mm-hmm. probably more common i think in parkour and movement because of the brachiation thing. I'm not saying brachiation caused your problem, but I think it's more common in our movement niche. Uh, So I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, Maybe if I actually asked you a question, how about, how about this? Um, You mentioned, it's probably like 10 months ago on Bookface. You mentioned that you felt that there was a parkour shaped hole in your life, which is a great phrase. And And when I read that, I was like, Ooh, I too feel as if I have this same shaped hole. And I'm I'm wondering, can you can you tell me, I know what it means and you know what it means, but can you tell me why that phrase resonated with you when it did? And maybe that'll lead us to like what you've tried to do. I'm gonna guess not to fill the hole, but maybe to erase the shape around the hole. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. It was maybe maybe like 10 months ago that you messaged me and I guess it was a couple of times that you know, we were talking about what I joined the podcast and I kept being like, you know, it's not a good time right now because something really hard just happened and I'm you know dealing with that. And I guess now I think even though I'm still dealing with some hard stuff in my life, maybe that's exactly why it's a good time to be on the podcast. But 10 months ago was two months after I had just fully torn my Achilles tendon. And I think I was, I was able to walk again, but I was in the pretty early stages of recovery. So I definitely wasn't doing any parkour. And uh, yeah, you mentioned thoracic outlet syndrome. Well, I'm sure we'll get there too, but that was the the early stages of that before I knew what it was. So um, yeah, I guess then, wow, 10 months ago, I couldn't walk. I couldn't really sleep very well. I couldn't type. Um, I was having all these things that were basically making parkour very far away. and because parkour has been such a core part of my identity and my life and, you know, what I do and who I connect to, I was really feeling the, the absence of that and the absence of the parkour community. I'm, I'm really involved in the parkour community in the Bay area. 
the SF Bay area. And yeah, just, I mean, that's, there was so much of like, you know, what I've been about. Um, and so I was, you know, mostly just focused on rehab and figuring out what was going on in my body and how to get better. But um, I guess like looking for ways that I could still kind of bring the parkour spirit or, or the things that I like about parkour to my life. Hmm. I, so to be candid, I really hadn't thought about the, com the loss of community part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so my, uh, I'm going to say my parkour shaped hole, my art to replacement shaped hole is not because anything happened to me or became injured. It was just, I felt like I wanted to spend more time doing other things. And the way that I had yeah. been training was no longer really a thing, you know? Um, and, but you, so your, your, um, change of direction was caused by external things. Um, but I too would say the biggest, um, athlete, I keep talking about, I keep talking about this hole, but the biggest aspect of that hole is the, I think, and this is the question is the loss of, uh, not something as nebulous as community, but just the loss of human interaction. Like mm -hmm. how many times do you get to have like conversations with people who are rapidly crazy about the same weird activity that you are. It's pretty yeah. often everybody listening. And then all of a sudden uh -huh. something happens. Uh, so do you think you, uh, first of all, assuming you agree with me, mm -hmm. do you think that like, which of the, which of the problems is bigger? The, Oh, I'm no longer able to physically do this stuff or the, Oh, that means I'm also no longer having the conversations and the interpersonal relations and engagement like which of those do you think is bigger and and did you notice that earlier or just now or <laughs> yeah um they were both really hard and actually to stack on top of that at that time i was just doing so much rehab you know when i first tore my achilles tendon one of the first th things i thought was i thought about the enormous amount of rehab that i'd seen renee and rafe and other people who had torn their achilles tendon do and i thought Oh my God, no, the next like year and a half of my life is going to be calf raises. <laughs> um, so I had that. And then, you know, as I alluded to, I also got this uh, secondary <clears throat> nerve injury from using crutches after my Achilles surgery. And the, the two of those were so much rehab that I was really having a hard time being able to connect with people, just friends outside of parkour as well. And yeah, you're, you know, you're right. There's, that's one of the hardest things. I mean, one of the things that I've learned in the last year and a half or so of, of difficult times is that um, the people in my life are just the most important source of meaning. I think, you know, even, even more so than the movement. Hmm. Uh, let's throw thoracic outlet syndrome in here now. It's TOS. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't want to say I'm not a medical doctor, but I read about it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. and really people just, just go look it up. Let's start on Wikipedia. Um, and I think I'm not, I'm not quite sure how much we want to go into like what it is. I mean, it, it, it comes in different varieties that have to do with what exactly is being impinged. Mm -hmm. Whoever designed this suit ran a bunch of important plumbing underneath our clavicles and can, well, there's also, that's not a big space under there. And there's things that come out of your torso that need to go down your arm. There's a bunch of stuff that goes under your clavicle, depending on what and how much is you can get different problems that arise. Uh, and the whole thing is just generally called thoracic outlet syndrome. So I'm just wondering when you, 
figured out what you like. You, you can go into the specifics of your uh, sure. particular problem if you wish. It's fine by me. But when you figured out, oh crud, this is what I think is wrong. How did you begin to? Oh, now I have to stack this recovery in with everything else. Like, how do you climb the mental mountain to like? Oh, okay, I've already got this crappy sandwich, and I got this another piece of bologna I have to put into it. Like, how do you tackle that mental? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm laughing because that was a hard moment. Um, well, I guess there there were multiple moments in there. It was a while before I could figure out what was going on. I guess what I knew was that I was waking up with progressively more parts of my like hands and then arms going numb and I was getting burning nerve pain and my neck was tightening up and various things and didn't know what was happening. And, uh, yeah, eventually I was able to get some imaging and they showed that, so I don't know, something in the usage of, uh, my crutches after the surgery, I guess, catalyzed this compression, like a, a moderate to severe compression on both sides of my body of the nerves and veins that, like you said, you know, run under your neck and through your collarbones. And then I was able to find somebody who really specialized in it. And he told me, you know, it's, I can't promise you anything. Some people, they don't get better. Some people get all the way better. Um, the thing is, it's just a lot of hard work. You're going to have to like do all this rehab and you really have to make it a priority. And I laughed because I was like, I just heard that from the Achilles guy. <laughs> like I already, I already knew this. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I'm, I'm no stranger to like persistent hard work from parkour. And, uh, you know, I'd actually been reading this book called rebound. I feel like whenever I have a thing, I try to find a book on it, try to mm -hmm. find an expert and try to find a book. And, uh, they were talking about how when you're injured, you know, your job as an athlete becomes the rehab. And so I just kind of said, like, look, this is going to be the most important thing long term. And I decided to, yeah, mm -hmm. just really make it a priority. And I've been, um, I think you could say obsessively dedicated to it. But um, fortunately, now about a year into it, I've been able to make enough progress that I can back off some and start to actually like do other things in life and connect more with friends and start to entertain, you know, new hobbies and everything. So um, I've gotten there, but it was a tough, long stretch of basically rehab being a big part of my life, a bigger slice of the pie than I'd like it to be. Hmm. Uh, first of all, congratulations for, I'm going to say being successful at putting in the hard work. I don't want to jinx progress yeah. on any of the fronts, uh, but for being successful and actually um, for sharing, um, What's the Instagram account that you created? Because I'll get the handle wrong. Do you have an Instagram account which is just it's, a, it's Eric's Achilles chapter, but I don't remember. I think maybe there's underscores between there's underscores Eric's there Achilles chapter. Yeah, I'll, that's been I'll that's put been it in the episode. And well, um, I mean, funny like funny, haha. But but when you scroll back through that, you know, my my judge is like, open Instagram and see if you can scroll to the first post. And someone's mm -hmm. you know like. It's like, whoa, there are a lot of, there's a lot of like Eric going, hey, four months, you know, three months. Uh -huh. <laughs> so when you, when you look at that, so what I wanted to say was congrats yeah. for progress, but also congrats for also doing the sucky work of like setting up the video cameras and taking the things and shooting the reels and putting that all out there and saying to people, yep, this is my life. You know, like this is, I too am going through this because I guarantee yeah. there are people who are who are going through, if not the same injury, similar ones. So, so congrats for both of those things. Um, you, I, I wanted to touch on the, um, and I, I try not to quote it, but like, but you made a comment about uh, one of the, 
biggest challenges, I think you said, about coming back from the Achilles rupture was getting over the fear and like parkour, ADD. We love to talk about breaking jumps mm-hmm. and fear, but getting over the the fear of like re-injury, like re-rupturing. Right. And I'm I'm guessing that's because from what I understand about those injuries, it's not super painful when you do it. It's just like a bang and like the wheels come off the bus. Um, so <laughs> yeah. can you tell me about what it was like to go through, all right, this little, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attack a stair, <laughs> jumping up the stair, but this scares the expletive out of me. Like, how do you, um, were you ready for that? Did that, did that having yeah. to use that, uh, breaking that kind of jump or was that a surprise or? Yeah. Uh, I just want to double back first. You were mentioning the account and how you appreciate me putting in the the work to make it. That has actually been a really meaningful and rewarding part of this. I said, I said it was funny because I think the thing that's funny to me is just how many people from around the world with Achilles ruptures I've connected to now. I I'm Instagram friends with literally hundreds of people who have torn their Achilles tendon and are recovering or, at various stages. I'm in a Instagram group chat with like nine trickers and one parkour person. I'm the parkour person who, uh, who have torn their Achilles tendons within the last year and a half. It's pretty wild. There's like, yeah. a, they talked about the Achilles demon in the tricking community for whatever coincidence <laughs> that was. But yeah, it's been, um, it's been really worthwhile to put the time in to set up the camera and share my thoughts, not only for my own reflection, but I just get, I get so many messages on really you know, multiple times a week from people saying that it's been really helpful to them to under know what I'm going through and to see my process and to, if I'm further along to, to feel like it'll be okay. Um, mm. Yeah. So just adding a little more on that, but your, your question was around the fear and the fear of, we use the phrase re-rupture over in our little land of uh, Achilles people. I actually feel like that has been, what it's not been as hard for me as it has been for some people. I see some people who get really stuck in their Achilles recovery because they're just really afraid to load it and you need to add weight in order to get better. And you need to eventually go back to jumping and stuff. I I've had this really great PT who specializes in, I've got two PTs. I got my TOS PT and my Achilles PT. I always like to find an expert to guide me. Um, And he's been really helpful in kind of laying out the next thing that I'm ready for, but also, that's kind of what I'm able to do from parkour anyway, to like take something, Mm. a big, hard thing. Like how do you go from your foot as a floppy fish that's not connected (laughs) to your calf to back to, I'm back to being able to stride and bound and stuff. And, and the way there is through the tiniest of tiny steps that you keep building on. So, you know, by the time that I did that staircase jump that you mentioned, I'd already done something just a tiny bit easier and a tiny bit easier and a tiny bit easier than that. Um, and when there's still that remaining sense of fear, it, it felt pretty familiar. It felt like the fear of that you have when there's a jump that you know you can do, that you have every reason to think you can do, and then you have to just stay focused on that and trust the process. Hmm. I want to say we all, I'm going to bless listening. We all talk about how, um, Familiar, familiarity with fear and air quoting breaking the jump mm-hmm. how we talk about all that that's a thing that is really important and really useful and 
I don't want to say that yours is one of the few stories because a lot of people get injured and wind up using it. But mm-hmm. to me, that is a clear, when people ask us, you know, what good is this breaking the jump thing you're doing? It's like, it really does make a difference from what you're, you're I have not, yeah. I'm trying to think, I, I shouldn't say this. I have actually injured myself and had to use that. But your story is really clearly telling me that you took the breaking the jump skill and that was used that skill, having that skill set was really useful to you. So I, I think it's important to yeah. share that. We we were just before we were t- before you hit record, we were talking about um, is parkour dangerous? Mm-hmm. And you know, that that's like a whole, oh wow, we're gonna talk about that. But I think anytime that we ourselves, like each individual person, when you are forced to actually well, I always said that breaking the jump was supposed to be useful. <laughs> <laughs> when you actually are challenged to use it. And then as you did successfully, I would say, as you've done it, then it's like, yeah, okay. I think I can say that parkour has solid benefits for me, for whoever is telling the story. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have leaned on 13 years of parkour so many times in this recovery indirectly through the things that it's taught me and you know, that kind of breaking the jump. How do I get myself to, do this next step on the Achilles without getting too in my head about re-rupture is one part of it, but there's a lot of parts of it. In the in those early stages, when I had to just keep getting through the next day, I was describing, and I, I didn't even bring this in yet, but um, I had lost my brother to suicide six months before I tore my Achilles tendon. So it was a really huge confluence of hard things. And it was probably the second darkest time in my life, one of the hardest times in my life there is I'm trying to grapple with um, that and having lost my lower body and upper body function and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't really do my my job and think straight. And I was really having to go back to that persistence that I felt like I learned from parkour training and from those like hell night conditionings where we're spending three hours crawling on the ground and it's just like, you know, can you take one more step? You know, just, just, uh, to, to feel like I knew that I'm somebody who can kind of grind away and do hard things. So that's another thing that's, I think, different from breaking the jump. It's like a, it's a persistence instead of like a one-time commitment. Less, um, less grim than that. There's also stuff around just parkour teaching me to be creative and adapt and look for you know, what can I do and what, what games are still available to me? Um, and to, yeah, just to, to appreciate what's possible to do with my body. Do you think that there was any, um, uh, how do I put this? So I'm, I'm wondering about if you're already dealing with, um, a really close loss. Um, do you think that that, I don't want to say that that caused your other problems, but I'm wondering like if, for example, possibly you're not yeah. sleeping well or you're not eating or you're not, maybe you stopped moving as much. I don't know what your story exactly is. Don't have to yeah. share it if you don't want to, but I'm wondering if that was like a tip, which then led to changes. And then when you look back now, this is the question. When you look back, do you see, oh, I wonder, you know, if, that was the beginning of what led yeah, yeah. me to push too hard in response to trying to overcome the the mental and the emotional challenge. I'm just wondering because it's it's 
Yeah, totally. I, I don't know it's what your story question. is, but I feel like I do that kind of thing. I have something emotional happens to me. I obviously haven't had um, the loss of an immediate family member like that. Yeah. But when I have emotional things happen to me, one of the ways I deal with it is to go train like an expletive deleted. I try and cure <laughs> my way right. to Valhalla. And I'm just thinking this would be a good opportunity to get your thoughts on that could also be a bad thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, I had a period of a couple months where I just wasn't doing anything basically didn't feel, yeah, I couldn't bring myself to do anything that I normally liked. And then shortly before the injury, it was this period where I remember saying like parkour and being part of the parkour community. And, um, it's like one of the few times where I felt this, like I was myself and like a solace from the grief and a connection to, to people. Um, so maybe there was a jump up in my training. I do think the biggest thing was just that I was running really fast at a wall and using my non-dominant <laughs> foot. And the first five tries were fine. And then the sixth, my foot was a little too flat on that slanted wall. Like anyway, I think, I think there could be contributing factors there, but a lot of it's just the particular, yeah, the particulars yeah. of that wall run. Um, so yeah, there's something curious to that about too. your thoughts on it. Cause it's, I really think it's important. Um, I don't want to say it's important that people talk about their problems because everybody should make that decision for themselves. But I think it's important that people realize that others have gone through things also. And then pretty much whatever, like there's a lot of people have lived on this planet. So somebody else has had the experience too. And I think it's important for people who are facing challenges to think for a moment, wait, there's got to be somebody else who's faced something similar to this. So I think hearing you talk about totally. it, is super helpful. I've been listening to a lot of, I, I think this just reflects the same kind of thing I'm talking about where I'm always like trying to do research on things. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts from people who have gone through grief and gone through serious injuries in the last, you know, uh, two years or whatever. And I've been drawing a lot of um, like inspiration and strength and their different approaches. But I feel like something that's been, was hard for me for a long time, especially with this nerve injury, which is, um, it's just fundamentally uncertain. I don't know whether in two years, if you interview me again, I'll be like, yeah, now I'm back to climb ups and double Kongs. And, uh, or if I'll be saying like, yeah, this is a part of who I am and I've learned to adapt uh, to it. And, you know, it's just a thing that I work around and I've, I've found other ways to thrive. But um, as I'm listening to these podcasts, I've mostly found people in those two camps, either people who are being interviewed because it's a story of just oh. perseverance and they did it and they never, they never doubted, you know, or the story of somebody who had uh, an injury that was so unambiguously game-changing that they had mm. to find the courage to move on and become a new person. And what I've been finding is I'm in this middle place where I don't know. And so I, ha I have to figure out how do I accept the uncertainty, keep trying my best, and find a way to be okay with whatever happens. Like have a backup plan for how I can be a full person and thrive even if this nerve injury doesn't get a lot better while still trying my best. Like that, that's the thing that, um, it's kind of my edge right now. The thing I'm working on. Hmm. I, nothing I can add to that. That was, thank you very much for sharing. Uh, I'm watching our time take away and as much as I hate to say it every time, I will just say, and of course the final question, three words to describe your practice. Adapt play, appreciate. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much for taking the time, Eric. Um, 
let's maybe not wait so long <laughs> for the next one. <laughs> I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much, Craig.